Welcome to the We Talk Careers podcast brought to you by Women in ETFs. This is Christine Delano, and I'm thrilled you've joined me. Twice a month, we'll meet an amazing executive who'll share a story about her career and give us some great insight into her success. So if you are pursuing excellence in your own career or intrigued by the hustle required for a career on Wall Street, this podcast is for you. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe. Survival is essential. Success is great. But what does it mean to thrive? We've compiled the most popular and compelling advice from our guests and created a Thrive Guide with a workbook on leadership skills such as clarifying your vision and growing your influence. You can grab it at christinedelano.com. To find out more about our show and our guests, I invite you to follow me on Instagram. All these links will be in the show notes. So put aside that massive to-do list and let's get inspired. In this episode, we are talking to Bella Ong about authentic listening. As simple as listening to someone may sound, it truly takes practice. What can happen to your relationships, your career, yourself? When you listen empathetically, Bella Ong is the head of digital marketing at Innovator Capital Management. She leads all digital marketing initiatives and external partner relationships. She executes and implements marketing campaigns across channels to drive sales and AUM growth. Previously, Bella was the global head of ETF Digital Capital Markets Channel Marketing for Invesco PowerShares, the fourth largest ETF provider in North America where she oversaw the online roadmap in support of 140 ETFs that led the Capital Markets Channel strategy. Bella was born and raised in Hong Kong and came to the United States for college. She earned a BA degree in economics from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and an MS degree in information systems from DePaul University. She holds the Project Management Professional, PMP, designation from the Project Management Institute. Bella is married and resides with her husband in Illinois. She enjoys traveling, hiking, and learning new skills. Welcome, Bella, to We Talk Careers podcast. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. I know you're one of the listeners of the podcast, and um, it's so fun to talk to you about other episodes. So I'm glad to have you. I'm excited. You know, I was thinking about your topic, and I actually remember vividly a time of listening. My my husband and I were going to a student and faculty event for our graduate engineering program, obviously, many years ago, but I can still see it. Like, everyone sat in a large circle and, like, spoke at each other. Each person just kind of threw out a short story or a thought, and then someone would jump in and throw out their own and no one actually seemed to be listening to anyone. <laughs> I mean, a collective conversation like was never built. My husband and I talked about this strange phenomenon on the way home. And then actually many times over our almost 25 years together, it was like such a picture to us of what it was to not listen. So when wow. you presented this idea as a topic to me, I was so excited because You know, I think authentic listening and really understanding what that does to ourselves and to others and the empathy that we can grow is so important. So, Bella, tell us your story about how you discovered the importance of authentic listening. Yeah. So I came to United States for college. So I like for the longest time, I I really thought the phrase, how are you as a 
breathing is just like hello because I find it interesting. People ask how you really are, and and nobody seems to wait and listen to the answer. So I was really puzzled about this when I first came to University.、Mm. So after a long career, I have the opportunity to join PowerShare, and I discover how powerful this question could be, because. At PowerShare, people were very genuinely interested to hearing an elaborate answer and how you're really doing and want to get to know you. And I find that very refreshing. And it's a culture that really hard to duplicate in any other organization. So at that time, I discover like just a simple "How are you greeting?" is such a good authentic listening example. It's imperative to actually listen to what's not being said and read between the lines. So, if you use it as an example, like "How are you?" and people usually respond fine, but you can tell by the person's tone of voice or body language whether they are actually doing fine or not. So that's kind of a interesting story about the authentic listening. I start with. I agree, and I love that you bring up PowerShares and their、um, sort of culture, which encourages people to not only ask the question but to stick around for the answer. I do agree that you know a lot of people just kind of throw that out as you know a greeting that's very similar to hello. I also think it's important. You said that you can see. Sort of in the body language of the person as to what the answer really is when they answer something like "fine." Some people、mm-hmm. don't want to answer. You know, some people、mm-hmm. are you know maybe private about what's going on and things like that. And I think you can kind of read that as well. But、mm-hmm. taking that extra moment, right, with somebody who says "fine" and and kind of smiling at them and you know and encouraging them to expand their answer, I think is is a beautiful thing. It's such a good reminder for today. I appreciate、yeah. that. So, what does authentic listening mean to you, then, Bella? As you've gone through your career of of using, how are you a, a lot more expressively?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, through my career, like authentic listening is really let the other person feel you care about what he or she is saying. Give them the opportunity to allow them to complete their train of thought. So. I had been a people manager for in large organization. I have like thirty five direct reports, so I find that like authentic listening go beyond what you hear and what the other person is saying. It's also a channel to build trust. You listen with your heart, and then don't disrupt the other person, and then let them respond. Like when you really connected with the other person. The trust that building, and then you can get more into maybe solving problem or get to know each other. If we take an honest look on how we normally listen, we might appear attentively, but we listen to the words the other people is saying, but we actually distract by our own thought. We could, might be thinking how we should respond to the other person saying, or we might be formulating a judgment. Or we might just want to get to our next destination. So most of the time, we are more involved in our own experience than the other person. So authentic listening requires practice and concentration. I agree. I think I, this is an important one to me. The other night, I hosted an event. We were looking to get something called Young Life off the ground in our community, and I had invited you know, a lot of people. Obviously, a number of them that I didn't know. 
And before we started, I had to consciously remind myself to listen to the answer when I asked somebody their name. <laughs> because to mm -hmm. me, that was a time that I often, you know, there's just a lot of inputs when you're introducing yourself. I'm watching their face and I'm trying to respond in kind with smiles and, you know, sort of read the body language of whether they're comfortable being there, who I should introduce to them next and all mm -hmm. of that. And I somehow black out when they tell me what their name is. And within seconds, I'm like, oh my goodness. So that night I was purposeful in listening and then repeating the name back to them when I would then introduce them to somebody else. And I felt so, so sort of proud of myself. And I was thinking, really, this is such a small achievement to actually remember the person's name after they've just told it to me. But I do think it's like being present and authentically listening, but also preparing to authentically listen, you know, to know mm -hmm. that that is the the task that you're about, not just kind of going in blindly, like I, I might have um, more focused on what I was about to say in the front of the room than I was to, to the meet and greet that we had before. So I, I think that's very important. And I think, you know, probably a lot of people can relate to that. So why do you think, you, you mentioned sort of empathy, you mentioned sort of building mm -hmm. trust. What are some of the other reasons why it's important to authentically listen to others? Yeah, so I think like great leader are great listener, right? So it, authentic listening helps one become an engaging, emotionally mature leader and a better listener. So how curious can a leader be about his team his customer or employees like if being curious while listening you be on a quest of understanding and learning the most obvious benefit of listening is learning about the other person but this can only be achieved when and effective when it is authentic so authentic to the other person you demonstrate you care about them you are curious about them. We want to know each other. So that I find is important. Um, it not only in my personal life, but also professional life. I think becoming a better listener has been a byproduct of hosting this podcast for me, actually. <laughs> not having been, you know, in a career that prepared me for being an interviewer, you know, I love talking to people. I love having conversations. You know, I'm a writer, so I'm just curious about everything because mm -hmm. everything to me relates back to sort of a, a larger knit narrative. But I do think that actively going about asking the next question and finding connection with what people are saying to other conversations that we've had, perhaps other podcasts, you know, when you mentioned leadership, but, you know, I completely, mm -hmm. you know, go back to actually our very first episode with Sharon French and her talking about how important listening was to her leadership style, you know, mm -hmm. during her days at F squared. And so I, I think that we can all get better at this, right? So whether Definitely. it's as a host of a podcast or you know, <laughs> as a leader or as a, you know, a mother or a, you know, whatever your role might be, I think there's really great ways to, to get better at it. So can you help us take us through some sort of practical steps to become a better listener? Sure. So I have three steps for, for the audience, but those need to be go in sequence. You cannot jump around on that. I think the very first thing is listening attentively to what the other person is saying without interrupting them. The second, after you listen, you can then provide feedback of 
your understanding, what he or she is feeling or saying. And then you check with that person and confirm that you understand them correctly. The idea to the speaker is without a doubt that you're focusing your attention on their feeling and understanding their point. So this goes beyond on just hearing the words the other person is saying. It is feeling what they are saying as well. It's reading between the lines. It is listening in the moment of silence. So mm. in yeah, in the personal story, I find that like sometimes I don't need to fix things, I don't need to say anything, just sit there with maybe my family member. It's very powerful as well as part of the authentic listening. I love it. Maybe we should try it. Do you want me to ask you how you are or do you want to ask me how I am? Uh, I can ask you. How are you, Christine? I am good. I'm good. I think there's a lot going on and um, this week is a particularly busy one and I've got folks around me that are, you know, not well and, you know, COVID is still hanging around. So, you know, it's, it's a challenging week, but, but I think I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing all right. But yeah, I agree. It's a very challenging time. And we are in this together. (laughs) We are. We are. And and I think that togetherness, like kind of finding community and kind of finding people to to talk to, um, especially Mm -hmm. after coming out of a pandemic is so important. Do you find that as well? Yeah, definitely. Like we just begin to like go to conference or seeing clients or gathering with friends. So it's so important that human interaction. And I'm in a career that I enjoy interacting with people. I um, choose a career to be like earlier on to be a project manager so I can work with people. And then later on, I become people manager, also working with people. That's excites me and that energizes me by like working with people every day. Oh, yes. And I think knowing yourself, knowing that actually working with people energizes you. It's It's been mm-hmm. fun to have so many different types of people on this podcast that not everybody is energized by working with people. You know, some people are energized by sort of the task and kind of mm-hmm. what it can bring to others. So I, I think that's um, that's such a good thing to know about yourself. So what are some of the barriers, do you think, Bella, that keep us from listening properly? Yeah, um, we all have that little voice that in our head that rarely shut up. What I like to call it is called listening filter. So, for example, we might not be interested in the topic, what the other person is saying. So our mind kind of wander and the other person might be speaking, but we are not getting through the message into our head. So that could be like personal disinterest, right? Kind of like the the Charlie Brown teacher, like the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> exactly, right? So the second one is like personal distraction. We might be trying to go to our next appointment. Maybe we are hungry or have a headache. But in modern days, the most distracting thing is cell phone, right? Have you been mm-hmm. in a meeting where you bring your cell phone and you caught yourself looking at it? Then you are not being authentic listening to the person in the room across from you and then the third one is inattentiveness we might be like daydreaming or while listening to the other person thinking 
when would he pause for a second so I can chime in or um, this is a little bit long-winded when when could we get to the point or is this even an important conversation or not so those are listening future I think the important thing is recognize our own listening future and try to remove all these distractions so we can listen properly. I love it. And this may be an offshoot of number three, or maybe it's a fourth for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like other people's thoughts or ideas have sort of lit off in an idea or a story Mm -hmm. in my own head. And, and really, I want to like, create a connection with somebody like I want them Mm -hmm. to know that, like, I heard what they just said. And I kind of want to jump in with a story that like, Mm -hmm. you know, elevates or um, somehow shines a light on what they just said. And I think in that similarities between us, we can sort of make relationships go deeper. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's always bad, but I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we can do it too much, right? Like, so someone's Mm. telling a story and all we're doing is like, oh, stop talking so I can tell you mine. And I think that does such a disservice to the person who is speaking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your story, you know, just shouldn't be shared. Sometimes it's so much more important to sort of stay present Mm -hmm. and actually listening to what somebody is saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love, you know, when you were talking about how to use the how are you with the idea of Mm -hmm. actually listening to the feelings of it and bringing that back to the person. So do you find that as well? Sometimes people just kind of want to jump in and, and tell their own. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the person just want to share, right? And our story might outshine that person. Or personally, I'm a culprit of that. Sometimes in big meeting, like you feel like you need to chime in, but then like you're thinking like in your head, what should I say next? Like that's not really focusing on listening to the person in the room speaking. Right. We were out with uh, friends last night and I had, you know, taken a look at uh, the schedule for today and knew you were coming in to talk about authentic listening. And almost as soon as I got in the door, my friend was like, hey, Christine, what was that thing you sometimes say when somebody is like talking on for a while? And I'm like, I cringe inside because (laughs) I often use this term like, can you headline that for me? Can you like get to the point? And I, I cringed because I'm thinking, oh, no, Bella would be so disappointed in me. That's like <laughs> such, a, such a, you know, a, a counter to authentic listening. But then I thought about it and I thought, well, sometimes, too, we need to kind of filter our own self and knowing that, you know, rambling on and on is not necessarily going to help, you know, someone want to listen to you. So mm-hmm. knowing what we need to say and trying to say it in a way that, conveys the information, you have this emotional connection if you need it, or conveying sort of the factual information in a concise way can be important as the speaker so that somebody can listen to you properly. I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you've talked about authentic listening, you know, having sort of some proper ways and steps, you know, sort of a sequence of you know, Mm -hmm. listening to what they're saying, providing feedback, checking in with your partner that, you know, actually you're hearing them. Are there other ways in which we can assure that we are listening effectively to others? Yeah. So I speak about like self-awareness to identify what listening filter we all commonly have, right? 
And then we talk about being truly present and remove any distraction. I think the other part of it is really be patient, remain in the moment, and also listening without judgment. Just let the conversation go. Don't form a judgment. And then also not trying to formulate a response until the other person fully communicate and share their story and be honest with your response. I think um, that has some of the additional advice I, I would share. Why is this topic of authentic listening important to you? I know it is, Bella. I know we've, you know, we've talked about it, but share with our listeners why this is something of, of importance to you. I touched on it earlier. I enjoy a career that I always client facing. So early in my career, I was trained on listening skills, but more like active listening where I can effectively work with many different stakeholders, orchestrate tasks for large team all the way to 300 people. But until I become a people manager, I've discovered is different kind of listening skills. So I in a large organization at Motorola and Blue Cross Blue Shield, I had like around 35 direct report and all of their personality are different. And you have to get to know them. You have to build trust. And in big organizations, sometimes there's also a lot of organization change. They might not know me as well as a leader. So it really takes time to build that trusting relationship. Um, and authentic listening really helped me a lot to be a good leader. And because this topic doesn't have a defined term or not really obvious to many, so I think it's important to share this. And when you share this topic, the other person who know about this topic can hold me accountable as well. I think my husband is the person that who hold me accountable all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. I have one of those as well, <laughs> which is a good thing, right? You know, yeah. always, always helping us be better. That's fantastic. Is there someone that you admire that does this well? Have you witnessed in your career someone who can, who just listens well? Yeah, honestly, I think authentic listening is an art and everybody still needs to continue to practice on that. So it's really hard to pinpoint a person. But um, one person top of mind is um, Jason Shapke, who hired me into PowerShare. I think he's a great listener, authentic listener, because he's always genuinely interested to what the other person has to say. And he's very open-minded and curious about other people's point of view and different background. So you will know him has maybe a really core belief of his own, but he will still be able to discuss many different things with you without you ever being feeling judged. And he, he's one of a generous leader that keen on helping other people succeed. And over time, like he become a trusted advisor in my career and a good friend. I love that. I actually hope that I'm, you know, at some point as I sort of cultivate the art of listening and the, you know, and working with people that someone believes that about me too. And I think maybe a lot of people do that, even though your core beliefs may be different, you can still discuss this wide range of things without feeling judged. I just jot that down. And, mm -hmm. and I just think that's a, that's a beautiful sentiment to say about someone in a world where, 
you know, everybody wants to get their point across. Everyone's trying for their bit of fame on, on what they believe and their, you know, caustic often in their remarks, the idea that you can still have core beliefs mm-hmm. um, while you listen to others without judgment, I think is a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that about Jason. So what piece of advice do you have for this next generation of leaders as they think about their own careers, whether it's surrounding sort of listening to others or just in general being successful? What what would you offer our listeners? Yeah, I actually love this question because I committed to grow future leader. Um, that's kind of one of my interests. So my advice to the future leader is have integrity, really keep your word. But if you know that you're not able to keep your word, then be responsible to explain why and knowing the impact of what, why you're not able to keep your word. Um, be curious, be authentic, and commit to someone something quicker than yourself. It could be charity, but for career-wise, personally, I'm committed to growing future leader. I've discovered that I have a keen eye of hiring talent and um, not only hiring for the job to do well, but also hiring for the culture. And I'm in a space that I love to help other people. So if someone willing to listen, you, you can learn a lot. I love it. Commit yourself to something bigger than yourself. I, I just wrote that down. Thank you for that. Um, all those pieces of advice are, I think are so good. Um, and I do think that we, when we end up committing ourselves to something bigger, we end up a lot of the other things, you know, having integrity, being responsible, curious, all those things can really be cultivated. So thank mm-hmm. you for that reminder. Our last question, Bella, we're there. Um, And it's so fun for me. I'm a fiction writer and I love reading many different genres. You know, I think ideas and story help us expand our thinking and really can encourage us to be empathetic. Um, So what are you reading now that our listeners can take from you? Yeah, so I'm reading Black Box Thinking by Matthew Syed. It's a book that about lessons learned. So mm. it's discussed why most people never learn from their mistakes, but some do. So what are the psychological impact and the cultural differences that prevent people from learning from their mistakes? So I find that interesting, especially when I started my career as project manager. Like we always have to improve, right? So this this topic is very interesting. I won't spoil the detail. I'll let let the reader read it, but that's one's really interesting. Well, that's sort of discouraging a bit to think most people don't learn from their mistakes, but it's also then encouraging to read the book and find out psychologically how we assure that we do, because what's the purpose of going through all these mistakes if we're not going to learn from them? So um, excellent suggestion. We will put that link in the show notes. Thank you, Bella. I appreciate your call to action to be a better listener. Like I said, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about ways in which I can be a better listener, and I hope everyone out there does the same. You know, and I kind of wonder at the state of our world if we all got just a little bit better at it. So thank you for joining We Talk Careers podcast, Bella. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
And thank you, our listeners, for spending your time with us. I hope this is not just information, but you let it be transformational in how you think about your career. I'm rooting for you. To find out more about diversity, opportunity, and events in the exchange-traded fund industry, please visit womeninetfs.com. And while it lasts, be sure to grab your Thrive Guide on becoming the leader you want to be. You can download it at, with a K, christinedelano.com. If you haven't subscribed to We Talk Careers podcast, please make sure you do so. And if there's a topic you'd like us to tackle, let us know. All links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening.